Something's missing. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Eight Little Planets, words by Chris Ferry, pictures by Lizzie Doyle, published by Sourcebooks Explore. We've got another controversial one for you guys today, and I think you already know why it is by the title, but I'll hold off because we'll be getting to that soon. Nine, oops, my mistake, Eight Little Planets is a board book, real sturdy. It introduces us, the readers, to the planets in the solar system. Will this hardback teach us about some of the marvelous wonders that lie in outer space? Or will something be missing? like the massive hole in the middle of this book. Well, put your spacesuits on, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on a smiling sun with colorful rings around it. Can I stare at this sun? I'm going to chance it. We can see the sun is on one of the last pages of the book because there's holes cut through the pages that lie over it. I have to say, I'm a sucker for these kind of books. Who knows what kind of surprises are in store for us. I just hope it's not like an Apollo 13 surprise. I don't think I'm trained for that one. Moving past the vast hole in the book, we start on our eighth planet, Neptune. Why? What happened to our ninth planet, Pluto? Do I even have to say it? It's everyone's favorite planet. Because it has the same name as Mickey Mouse's dog. And if you don't think that's cool... There's something wrong with ya. I guess now because it's reclassified as a dwarf planet, Chris doesn't view it as a planet. But planet is still in its name. He's so intolerant. And you know, I happen to know for a fact that they prefer little planet. So let's get that straight right now. Chris may not view little planets as planets, but we certainly do here. There's been nine planets, And there always will be nine planets. No mission by Chris will get rid of that fact. Unless they include planet X. Then we would have ten. Beside the point. That's not all I want to say on this. But we have to move on. So starting on Neptune. Chris begins rather negative. Asking a question about the planets of the solar system. Quote. Does each one wish it were a little bit better? End quote. Why ask that question, unless he's talking about them feeling bad for not including Pluto? Sorry, couldn't help myself there. But seriously, that question insinuates something isn't quite right with the planets. Why start on a negative? The sun is shining and smiling. Old Neptune is smiling. Keep it happy and just tell us why each one is unique. Chris must have something eating at him. And I have a feeling it might be his stature and he took it out on a certain planet. Sorry again. Anyway, Neptune apparently takes a long time to get around the sun. Kind of like an old person trying to find a parking spot at the grocery store. Come on! You don't need to let everyone out! That guy's on the other side of the parking lot! Why are you stopping? Oh jeez, he's backing in. Look at! Next we have our seventh planet. Can you guess what it is? Quote, Icy Uranus seems really quite shy. 
It looks a bit weird spinning on one side. End quote. <laughs> Uranus looks weird. On a more serious note, diving deep into the depths of Uranus, we discover it's the coldest planet. Chile. Uranus might want to put some pants on. Moving on, we see Saturn having a gay old time. Hula hooping with its rings. And then we get to Jupiter. Quote, Big, stormy Jupiter. Looks weighed down with mass. Four octillion pounds is a lot of gas. End quote. My bones are aching. Storms are coming. Aye, there be rough seas ahead. And much swabbing of the poop deck. Oh, he's just got a lot of gas. Whew, someone crack a window. Aye, that's a relief. Reading further, this is my nightmare. Jupiter claims to be happy because it has a bunch of moon friends around him. Sorry, that's the last thing I want is to be surrounded by people when I get a Uranus attack. I'm so happy you guys could all come to the state fair with me. Mm -hmm, No problem. I hope it's okay. I signed us up for a wing-eating contest. Oh, no. Perfect. Let's hit up the cheese curds after. Oh. My. I'm in. As long as we can try some of the yummy organic cabbage after. Get me out of here. Just get me some Pepto-Bismol and a quiet place, please. We continue our trip through the solar system to dry and dusty old Mars. Hi. (coughs) Hey, you need some lotion or something? That doesn't look good. What (coughs) are you talking about? It looks like you've been cleaning chalkboard erasers all day. (coughs) All right. I tried. Finally, we get to take a pit stop at Earth. Our old stomping grounds. But again, Chris gets negative, insinuating that because there's life on the planet, it's going to have conflict. Boy, if that's not a glass-half-empty thought, I don't know what is. Did it ever occur to Chris that life is a beautiful and special gift, no matter what its size? Apparently not. Next up is Venus, and it's hot. It's got like 15,000 Instagram followers. Now let's move to Mercury, the closest planet to the sun. And no way, it's on the same page with the sun. How does that saying go? You fly too close to the sun? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Well, anyway, this guy got a little too close to the sun because he's all wrinkly and shriveled up. Kind of like that girl from high school who always used to suntan with baby oil. Oh, I'm sorry, madam. Let me get that door for you. David? From Washington High School? Yeah. Wait a minute. Were you my biology teacher, Mrs. Pulaski? I'm still sorry about that experiment. No, it's Vicky. Vicky Furietti? Whoa. I mean, I'm sorry, I could hardly recognize you. You look so... good. And we finish up on this. Huh. Chris must have been on the same page as us. Because he wraps up on all the planets wearing party hats 
and celebrating their uniqueness. Just without Pluto. Hey, do you think we should invite Pluto to the party? I don't know. He's so embarrassing. Yeah, he's always so distant. Alright, he's off the list. So what's Chris's lessons to be learned with this one? Well, not only did Chris teach us a little something about most of the planets, he taught us to appreciate our own uniqueness. And I must say, both landed. I now have some fun facts, and I also understand that we're all different, and that's great, because it keeps the solar system from getting boring. So what do I think of Chris's work? Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a perfect combination of science facts and a life lesson. But there was one cloud that overshadowed this whole book. And no, I'm not talking about Pluto. It was Chris's approach. He was so negative with everything. It wasn't needed. And if he wrote this in a more positive light, this book's score would be to the moon. But unfortunately, it's not. As for Lizzie's pictures, they saved this book from being doom and gloom and going down a deep black hole. On every page, the sun and the planet were smiling. If it wasn't for that, I think about halfway through, I would have tried to steer this thing right into an asteroid belt. The hole with the rings around the sun gave the pages a great sense of dimension in space, showing us these planets all revolve around the sun at varying distances. Yes, the pictures might have been on the simplistic side, but they just worked. Are you having a case of the poorlies today, and believe gaining more knowledge to drop on people to make them look stupid, will not only make you look smart, but will make you feel better too? Well, this book might rocket you to your goals. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.2. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for another servin' as long as everyone who should have been invited got invited. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.